Hey guys, this is Wolf Hoffman from Accept, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. Welcome back, everyone. Sunny here with another brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. Wolf Hoffman, what an honor. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. An exciting time coming up in 2021 for you and the guys over at Accept with the release of your 16th studio album, To Mean to Die, which comes out January 15th of 2021 on Nuclear Blast Records. You know, it feels really great to say that number considering where we are at right now (laughs) yeah man yeah first off i just want to say congratulations on all of the well-deserved recognition it's beginning so far especially with the singles with the self-titled and the undertaker that came out when it comes to german traditional heavy metal this is as good as you can get but wolf before we get to all that i'm gonna ask a very important question to start things off it's a very simple question but i think it's an important one considering where we are at right now in our lives right now how okay. are you <laughs> how oh, have uh, things been for you and the guys as of late and how's life in florida right now because you're in florida we talked about it before the interview yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here i mean i'm reasonably okay um you know we're all healthy everything is fine except you know we're kind of grounded we're out of a yeah. job right now which is first time in our career but you know what 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 can we do we try to make good use of the time and we spend a good part of this year making this new album, but now that is done. It's going to be out the first thing of next year. So we're going to start the new year off right, I think. And hopefully everything is going to go better in the coming time ahead. And that is how you start a new year. You know, being away from the stage a lot as of late, Wolf, how are you keeping up with guitar chops these days? Is that affecting your musicianship? Has anything changed for you routine-wise lately, if at all? No, I still play a lot. I still play every day. I mean, okay. I take that back. I don't play every day, but I'm currently, <laughs> I'm currently working on stuff and I'm learning stuff and I'm, you know, playing around with some classical ideas that I have and such. So I am playing, but uh, I'm not a guy who's practicing every day. No, I'm pretty bad with that. I don't. <laughs> I, have, I have to admit, I don't practice. I don't really practice for practice sake. I mean, you've been you've been doing this throughout your career. I think it's kind of just in your genes at this point. <laughs> Yeah, believe it or not, actually, when I believe when you're trying to write songs and you're trying to come up with new stuff, playing every day is not the best thing. Sometimes it's good to just mm. set it away for some time and let a week pass or two or whatever and then pick it up again and you'd be amazed how different it all feels. Because when you're what? doing the same thing every day and noodling scales every day, it, it, I don't know, the fingers start playing by themselves almost. Yeah, you know, this is a different situation right now. It's, I mean, a pandemic, you know, but I wanted to ask what that follow up, you know, Wolf, does this pandemic, you know, now that we're home, we're talking about everything that you've been doing, what you've been busy with. Has this yeah. pandemic opened up new things for you personally and artistically that you may have not noticed before about yourself? Well, we have more time on our hands now and you get, you have the luxury of, of doing things that you normally don't find the time to do. And, you know yeah uh not not really artistically because i mean i tried to put all my artistic inspiration into this new album so i'm a little bit depleted at the moment mm-hmm. as far as songwriting is concerned but you know in general i think this pandemic allows everybody to hit the reset button and and sort of think things over and maybe think what's important in your life and what's maybe not so important uh, 
before that it was just a crazy hectic schedule and you you know were constantly running with everything but now everybody is at home and you know time to rethink certain things and maybe find the time to do stuff you never had the time to do yeah speaking of things that you've been doing a lot and i want to talk about this over four decades how is the touring life for you personally you know you because wolf you've done some extensive touring throughout your career whether it's at Vakken, bang your head, 70,000 tons of metal, Alcatraz, Rock Palast, Bloodstock. And you've, you've, you've done a lot of that. You've taken a lot of that in throughout your career. What was your favorite part about touring? Because now you're kind of taking like an unseen step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? Because we're talking culture, fans, even the food. There's just so many things about that touring life that makes it amazing. What was your biggest takeaway from it now that we're here? Well, I love, you know, I love being on tour because it, it enables you to go to different countries, to places that you normally would not go. Um, and of course, it's the experience on stage. I mean, there's something magic about being out there in front of excited fans and playing stuff that people love. It's just a very, very gratifying experience. And it's not something I ever found in any other aspect of life. Um, I mean, there was a time when Except wasn't active for many years and I did other things. I became a photographer, did other things that were great, but it's never had quite the same meaning to me as being out there in front of crazy fans and being on stage. There's a, there's a certain rush you don't get anywhere else. So it's really, yeah, it's magic, man. And once you're doing it, you're hooked <laughs> for life. You want it no, again think, and again. And right I now think... it's killing us that we can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm magic. I, that's I've never heard of that word before. As far as like describing the touring experience, now that you're talking about it, it is what it is, and I think we'll feel that once we actually do get back to the normality of things. You know, Wolf, we've seen this throughout the last eight nine months, and this has been a popular topic on the show for all my guests. And I like ask, asking this question because there's no right or wrong answer to it, and you've seen it live streaming. Yeah. A lot of the bands, what they do on stage, they're taking it to the screen. You know, what we're doing right now, we're talking. Right. We're Sure. Making the best of a situation, you know. Uh, August Burns Red has one coming up. You know, Lamb of God did one. You, we had uh, Insomnium. Nilo from Insomnium came on, and he talked about his experience selling virtual tickets to the fans online, and then doing a pre-recorded show. Code Orange was one of the first bands. I mean, the list goes on for a lot of bands yeah. who've taken a part in live streaming. But Wolf, what you just talked about. The experience you've taken in throughout your career, all the people you have met, all the musicians you have met, all the different venues you've played at. I want to ask now, do you think the quarantine-induced live streaming surge we're seeing right now from all these artists, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Do you still see bands doing this even after all this is over? You mean doing what? Live shows or, or streaming? Yeah, live, live streaming. Oh, live streaming. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think given the choice, every band on every, every audience would probably prefer the real thing and we as except we decided we're not going to do any live streaming because it really can't uh, uh, replace the experience of this interaction between audience and band you know especially in a metal show when the audience really gets into it there's so much energy coming from that audience which feeds the band and the band gets better or more excited and then in turns goes back to the audience so there's this constant back and forth between an audience and and the artist or the band that you just don't have when you play to a bunch of cameras. So I don't think it's ever really going to take the place of a 
proper live performance. I think it's it's more of a placeholder, which is better than nothing, maybe. Yeah. But um, no, that, we decided we're going to wait for the real thing. Yeah, you know, it's like I said, there's no right or answer to this. I've I've had so many talented artists like yourself on here, and some of them say, "Oh yeah." This is a way for me to engage with the fans. Of course, of course, I'll do the live streaming. And there are some artists who would say, oh, no, I'm not doing anything until all this is over. They're just staying put. And, of course, accept with the legacy that you guys have built, the live experience is something that you guys take to heart. It's a very important part about who you guys are. And, yeah, you know, you know, I've had some artists who say that, uh, you know, someone in, I don't know, South Africa or Australia who may not have ease of access to accept records or live experiences and you could do like a live streaming that way even if even if you know this all comes back when when it does you can still do that but that's that's a whole different discussion but, if we were to talk about but that. isn't but that isn't that in the end part of isn't that almost like a live dvd at that point i mean what's the difference then right i mean right. It's, 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 it's i mean we've already done a bunch of those and we <laughs> released right. them if somebody in South Africa wants to see Accept, you can just put on that show and it'd be not that much different from a live. So I think it's still not going to be like a live show. Um, even if you maybe watch it while it's going down live on your computer, but you're still looking at a screen and you're sitting alone at home or with a couple of friends, but it's never going to be the same atmosphere than a live show. You know, you're in Florida. Did you hear about Metallica during that uh, live streaming about a couple months ago? Did you hear about that? I did. They did that in the I yeah. Did. So I went to that. Uh, I wasn't planning on doing that. My, uh, you know, Dallas sold out immediately. Luckily, my friend had a ticket, and I decided to go. This is my first ever Metallica experience. I mean, oh, as crazy okay. as crazy as it sounds during a pandemic, can't make this up. But I went there, and it just made me miss the live experience even more because it was it was just a deserted area. I mean, a lot of cars were parked, and then there's a drive-in theater in the front. And what's the most popular thing we hear at a metal show? Oh, let me see your horns, guys. And you just see a sea of horns from all the fans, right? And instead, right. What, did, what did we get this time around? Uh, I believe uh, J Windshield James... Wipers. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, they said, James said, uh, James Hetfield said, uh, let me hear you honk your horns. So if you roll down your window, you just hear just a seat, like just a cars honking just in the middle of the night, just in, in the middle of nowhere. It was so crazy to me, but... I, you know, that's uh, we could talk about that just as one episode altogether, but that was just in a crazy experience. I don't know if I'll do it again, but yeah. you know, like you said, it's making the best of a situation like we're doing, and yeah, it's a, it's a desperate that. attempt to do something. And I could totally, I, I don't want to knock it, but it's just not something that we would <laughs> want to do, you know. Let's talk about something you are doing uh, the 16th album. I know we'll talk about this right now, To Me to Die. Coming out January 15, 2021 on Nuclear Blast Records. Wolf, this is heavy metal that's in your face, man. Very driving, uncompromising, razor-sharp guitar licks, and a steel-hard sound. It's true to the accept sound, from Zombie Apocalypse to The Undertaker to Not My Problem to the instrumental Samson and Delilah. I mean, it was <laughs> it, it just it just threw me back and it just it tied into your roots as well, at least for me. How much did things change from when you first started composing on this album to where you ended up finishing it? Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change in between? Was there already a specific sound you guys knew you wanted with Too Mean to Die? Well, it always changes along the way, a lot. You know, when you hmm. first sit there with a little bit of a riff or a first idea, and then you have maybe a demo that, that represents the whole song, it still changes Anytime anybody contributes anything to the song, and in the end, it's Andy Sneap who mixes it, that changes again. So yeah, it's a, of course it changes a lot to, along the way. And sometimes 
<coughs> for the better and sometimes for the worse. Sometimes there's, there's song, song ideas that you had initially and you thought, wow, it's going to be amazing. And then the more you work on it, the more you realize eh, it, it's taking the wrong turn. It's really <laughs> doesn't, doesn't pan out, you know, and the opposite happens too. Sometimes you have sort of a song that you're not quite sure about and somebody along the way or somehow a certain idea brings it over the edge and then it turns it into a great song. You know, um, I, I want to talk about Andy Sneap here for a second. For my fans who don't know, Andy Sneap, he's also known for his work with Megadeth and Judas Priest, and he's worked with you guys since 2010. Yeah. You know, and I want to ask you this. Was there a sense of comfortability in the studio for you, Wolf, knowing that Andy was there? Oh, hell yeah. He's a, he's a, he's, he's part of the family now, and I definitely he's feels like a brother in the whole songwriting process and selection process, and yeah, I wouldn't want to do it without him. Uh, so we knew early on this year, or we were thinking, he had to be on tour with Judas Priest because he's, as many know, he's now a guitar player in Judas Priest. Yeah. Um, so we thought, well, he's going to do the festival season in the summer and he won't be available. So we don't know how we're going to schedule the recording for this year, uh, but let's at least get going and do as much as we can before he has to leave on tour. So we started early in the year and, and recorded a bunch, and then Corona happened. And um, all of a sudden, the good news was nobody went on tour, meaning Andy Sneap is available all of a sudden to produce the rest of the album. But it also meant he couldn't come to the States to record with us because of the travel restrictions. Mm. So we had to actually do a, sort of a trick and have him present online only. Uh, the rest of us recording in Nashville and he was on his computer listening in and giving comments uh, from back home in England, which was kind of bizarre, but we made it work. It, it worked all right. But in general, Andy is a, you know, it's definitely an important part in the creation process here. And you're talking about the jack of all trades. Andy definitely fits that belt. I mean, I got to say, I mean, considering how long you've known him and then just the flexibility of being able to actually just make this work, you guys created an album like during a pandemic. I mean, look at that. And, and now it's, it's actually happening. So kudos to Andy. I, so it was, it was really great to mention that about him. So, yeah, yeah, he's, he's definitely a really good guy. He knows his stuff and he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a middle head through <laughs> and through, which, which really is, yeah, he's the right man. We found the perfect match as you know, for him as a producer. And I told him, if he wouldn't be available, I'd, I'd, I'd break his fucking hand. So he would be available, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, speaking of which, do you see Too Mean to Die being a snapshot of where you are at a certain time in your life? Uh, well, not literally, of course. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a tongue-in-cheek thing. But, I mean, of course, every album is, is kind of a statement of where you are as an artist and where you are in life. Every album going back through our career was, this is where the band was at that point. And, you know... It's just a slice in time. It's a statement of where you are in your songwriting, in your career, and I don't know, things that inspire you. Yeah, always. And you guys are praised and known for pioneering the genre you currently play, which is, as, as generic as it sounds, heavy metal. And if I'm correct, at the end of the 70s, that specific metal genre didn't even exist. You guys could only right. be labeled with the, uh, what is it? What is it? Crazy Loud and Crazy Wild. Just that that label. And then since then, You've done countless world tours, headlining slots at the biggest cutting-edge festivals, and I named a few of them earlier in this interview. You have built that reputation. And 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 some say greatest influential bands ever, to the point where Metallica's Kirk Hammett 
talks about you specifically, Wolf, how you have had a huge positive impact on him. Now, Crazy, huh? no, yeah. yeah, knowing all this throughout your career, Wolf, have your aspirations as a person or a band, have they changed or evolved since when you first started playing music in the industry? Do you see things differently now? Well, of course. I mean, here I am, 40 years older and maybe a <laughs> bit wiser. And yeah, of course, things change all the time. But to tell you what hasn't changed is that um, almost naive excitement about being in a metal band. Uh, you know, you got to be a little bit crazy to do what we do. Uh, but it's at the same time, it's I wouldn't do, I wouldn't want to do anything else. So, I mean, when you start, when you, when you look back, and, and when I look back and think that here I was maybe six, 16 or 17 years old when I joined this band and I had no clue about the music business in general. I just had this burning desire to be traveling musician, play guitar and be on stages all around the world. But I didn't know what all that meant and what you have to do to get there and whatnot. You just sort of pick that up along the way. And, and, and as you're, as time passes on, you learn how the business works and what to do and uh, how things are operating. But, you know, at the same time, I'm still somehow deep inside that same 17 year old kid that never goes away. <laughs> you just yeah. get a little bit of, little bit of experience along the way, but somehow that, that always stays with you. Do you ever miss the hair? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Bro, you had, you had the hair of hairs. I got to say, I was looking at, you know, the, the, like the previous, like the young, young wolf. And I was like, man, this guy killed it. Like, I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm just wondering, like, if you ever like think about man, if I had it I nowadays, you know, <laughs> no, I don't really miss it. I'm kidding. I'm glad, glad I don't have it anymore. But I tell you what, when I first cut it off, I had yeah. sort of phantom hair. <laughs> yeah, had, okay. <laughs> you know, because you're so used to having that hair and you, you, you know, you move your head in a certain way to make that head, you know, you throw it over your shoulder. And I, I remember having that sort of instinct to do that, but there was no more hair to do it with. So it was kind of strange. It's almost. You know, you feel your hair, but it's no longer there. <laughs> I was, I was wanting to get that perspective. Hey, you saw my hair, so I, I'm gonna, I'm already at the point where I'm losing it. So I don't know how much longer I'll be able to, I'll be able to hold it. But oh, I'll remember that. Man. <laughs> be a man, get rid of it. <laughs> now, Wolf, this has been such a pleasure. We have about five minutes, but I'm, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something special for you here. So I, I did this oh, with well, a lot of my guests. Yeah. I did it with Chuck Billy actually. What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna uh, do uh, this. I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. Hot seat. What I'm going to do, I'm going to see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. You up for that challenge? Oh, shit. I don't know. A single sing. Oh, <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Don't worry. I'll start you up easy. I'll start you up easy. I only picked a handful. I didn't pick, I didn't pick your entire discography. I promise. I picked all the right. records that you were on. So all let's right. see how far back we can I go. Um, I've got news for you. I was on every song. But anyhow, go on. All right. All right. So I, I've had people who say, oh, I won't know any song. And they get every song. And then people who say, I'll get every song. And they don't get any song. So you never know. All right, here we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to call it a lyric. You just name the song. Stalk like a chameleon, hiding in plain sight. You won't see me coming. Too late to say goodnight. Uh, uh, yeah, that's one of the newer songs. That's my yeah. vanilla song. Um, what is it? Is it uh, is a stampede maybe or something? No, it, it's the it's the one of the singles. Oh man! It is, oh, it's, that's on the new album. Then it's uh, too mean to die. Yeah, that's the title track. <laughs> Almost had you there. All right. Yeah, no, I know. Of course, too mean right. to die. Yeah. All right, Go we're on. going back. Okay, this one's going back a few years. Okay. 
shit. Okay. This is think 2014. Once, oh. once upon a midnight, a metal flag was raised long ago. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's uh, uh, the uh, dying breed. Last yeah, dying see? breed. Yeah, see, yeah. you do know your own songs. Look at that. Blind Rage 2014. <laughs> I didn't even get finished the finish with the lyric. All right. Yeah. So this is still this is also recent. This is technically the last album. So this you should be able to get this one. The endangered flee from their homes. You've seen the signs, caring only for ourselves as the planet dies. Will we chance direction? Will we become years. aware? Two hundred years, isn't it? Race no. to extinction. Race to extinction. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Man, Same I feel idea. like I, I feel like I could just read these lyrics as a bedtime story because I just love reading it. Um. <laughs> all right. So you know this one was coming. Watch the damned. God bless you. They're gonna break their chain. Yeah, no, yeah, you can't see. Well, you make it too easy. Hold on, hold on. We're good. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hold on. I got. I got a little bit more. All right. I see a hot, hot fighting on controversial sides. Yeah. They... Yeah. Hold on. Uh, I know what that is. Uh, hot, hot fighting on controversial sides. Uh, uh, mercy killer. Um, uh, um, yeah. Um, uh, it You're is right there. Uh, Monster man. Yeah, from Russian Roulette in 1986. Wow, you, I did look right. at that. You, man, you wow. were worried there for Good. a second. You got this. All right, we got a couple more. Yeah. Eyes shine in the black of the night. Something's moving, but it's out of sight. Cryptic symbols in an Indian cave. Uh, yeah, a hitchhiker yeah, uh, take is, you to your grave. I know it, I know it, I know it. It's called <laughs> um, Shades of Death. Yeah, from Blood of the Nations 2010. All the fans who are listening, pick up these albums, because these are absolute gems. Man, we got a couple more, but I think you're going to get at least all of them. All right. We grow and fertilize the semen of hate, ignoring our ignorance, daring our fate. Predictions were made, generations were lost, while the seed is growing day by day in front of us. No movie. idea. <laughs> that is, okay. The album is Death Row from 1994. Oh, yeah. Oof, I haven't heard that in a long Actually, time. Actually, I think the next lyric, it's uh, Prejudice. Okay. Yeah, that's the song, Prejudice. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't heard that song in ages, you know, honestly. If, if anything, I'm just making you rethink your set list. <laughs> All right, there you go. Very good. All right, this is the last one. Yeah. Okay, this, I think, I have confidence in you, you'll get this. Running oh. through empty streets, trying to find my ride. Come on, let's go to town. I want to live my life. Oh, ha! That is an early one. I know that it's got to be something like Midnight Highway or like uh, God, one of if, those. If, if I say the next word, I'm pretty much giving it away. All right, say it. It's Lady, I'm loving you. In my car, Mom. I drive. Woman, oh my I God. lose my way. Yeah. Because you uh, can't uh, take uh, me. Uh, Lady Lou, is it Lady yeah. Lou? Yeah. Yep, that's the ah! first song. Lady Lou from Accept, but self-titled from 1979. And when I say four decades, I mean four decades. Good job, man. You got, you pretty much got all the songs. <laughs> uh, uh, I got some. But, you know. It's it's Lady pretty amazing, Lou, though. Geez, like, go I, don't, I don't know what that song is all about, to be honest. It was. Have I, you, I think it was written with a with a dictionary. <laughs> do you remember the last time you played that live, if you, or or if you ever played that live at all? No, but I can still play it and play the oh. riff. <laughs> If you go Instagram live, there we go. That's a request. Anyway, I digress on that. That we could go on forever. But uh man, this honor. Uh Wolf, do you have any like last words, any final mentions, anything you want to say to your fans about except going forward into the new year? 
Yeah, get the new album, enjoy Too Mean to Die until we see each other in concert again. That's pretty much my word of wisdom for everybody. And uh, let's forget 2020 and move on to the next year, please. Let it be yeah. over. <laughs> and like I said, this is a great way to start the new year with a legendary album from a legendary band from a legendary person. This has been an honor. Uh, Wolf Hoffman from Accept. Everyone who's listening, Too Mean to Die comes out January 15, 2021 on Nuclear Blast Records. You can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams and check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Wolf, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I can't wait till we do this again in person when you guys come to Dallas. Looking forward Thanks, to that please. day. Yeah, let's stay in touch, and uh, I'll see you then, man. All right, my friend. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.